Hi everyone, welcome to Lodestar's Lending Leaders. My name is Elena Gardner and I'll be filling in for Jim for the next couple of weeks. Um, and I am joined today uh, by Brianna Ings, the head of production, uh, a head of product and design at SnapDocs. Uh, welcome Brianna and thank you so much thank for joining me today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Awesome. Um, so SnapDocs is a leader in the title and closing industry. Um, and we kind of have a lot in common that we kind of marry the two, you know, branches together um, with technology. Um, so what do you really think about the process of streamlining the transaction and, and the difference between having a open to close solution versus having technology that works really well and does one, the thing that it does really well? Yeah, I mean, I think that, um, We've seen actually a lot over the last five years, I call them point technology solutions, but a lot of um, really specific technology to solve specific problems in the real estate industry. Mm -hmm. um, and so you see this um, in point of sale with loan application. You see this in um, technology coming out with automating the loan underwriting process. Mm -hmm. um, and the, I think that's great because these problems in the real estate industry are super nuanced because of the complex requirements that exist. Um, there's requirements that come from state and um, government legislation. There's requirements that come from other participants in the transaction. Um, and I think that the, the key is stitching all of those solutions together and making sure that um, everything talks together really well. Um, and I've seen at least, um, we're, we're very focused on closing in particular, mm -hmm. and we've seen both titles and, and lender companies come a really long way in, in actually digitizing the closing process, even given sort of the acceptance and legislation challenges that exist. Um, so we've seen that title companies are, um, uh, on over, over 50% of their mobile notary signings are actually scheduling a notary electronically in an automated fashion with looking at credentials and rating scores and automated payments. We've seen lenders start to roll out digital closings in collaboration with title companies where 60% of the package is e-signed um, versus signed via pen and paper. Um, and title companies are really starting to lead the charge with fully digital closings, um, remote online notarization with seller side transactions, cash transactions, where you actually don't even need to meet in person for a closing. Um, and um, very much now working on um, kind of rolling out that type of technology um, in the collaboration with lender and title on a purchase transaction. So I think that there's been um, a good amount of progress on sort of technology that exists, but it's certainly not all there yet. There's a number of um, pieces of the process, particularly where different people are working together, that things are not automated. They're still really paper-based. There's a lot of back and forth and communication um, uh, throughout the, the transaction. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's really important. You know, I've been only been in the industry for a year now, but I've seen a lot of even growth so far in the year that I've been in the industry. And, you know, of course we've talked to title agents that, you know, I, I talked to a title agent and they're like, oh, well, we have no interest in your product because our, our owner doesn't believe in the internet, right? Those, those people still exist. Um, and it's really interesting to see them in comparison 
with some of these lenders that are doing a lot in making sure that it's easier, um, not only for borrowers to, you know, see the process, um, but making sure the process is more clear and transparent from start to finish um, as well. And I think that's really the way we're going to see the industry moving forward um, is just these technologies save so much time. Um, and I think that's something, you know, I spoke with a lender yesterday that's only lending in a single state. We traditionally don't work with single state lenders because if you know, if you're only working in one state, easy to manage your title fees. Um, and I think they talked yesterday about, you know, the importance of this time savings, right? And I think that's something that, you know, just the driving to closings and scheduling that in-person meeting and all of that, you know, with the shortage of workers, I think technology is going to become even more important um, in the near future. Yeah. And I mean, the resistance to change, I get. I mean, if you think uh, about many of these people, they're needing to process hundreds of transactions a month. Mm -hmm. They've got a process that, process that they've been doing for a long period of time. And so change, you know, brings uncertainty. Um, and especially if that change isn't done in such a way that it's going to fit in with their existing processes, it can be feel, um, be alarming. But it's been really fun to see sort of the, the hesitant people turn into champions over time, you know, where they're like, I, you know, um, you know, if it's a title company that previously was used to just having their, you know, notary friend down the corner that would come by and do signings, um, who's now, you know, digitally uh, assigning that they're now like, I can't imagine going back. Or we talked to lenders that previously had people that were manually getting packages in the mail, scanning them or reviewing them, staring compare. Yep. And I was sitting next to a closer the other day and he was like, I don't even know what to do. I wouldn't even know what to do if a paper package came by my desk. Um, and so just, just so such a change in, 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 seeing that transition for, for people in the industry to, to get to that time savings, time savings and results. Yeah. And then could you just talk a little bit, I know for both SnapDocs and Lodestar, clarity and transparency are kind of our, our core principles in what we do and technology allows for that transparency, I think a little bit easier. Um, where do you think the title process is at right now? Um, and where do you think it kind of needs to go to, to achieve that greater level of clarity and transparency in the industry? I think that it's not just with title, it's really with every participant in the transaction. Yeah. There's transparency within that organization, right? Mm -hmm. So I think title production software, for example, is very great at providing transparency for anyone within the title company in terms of where the transaction's at in its life cycle. Mm -hmm. Where I see transparency fall short today is the transparency between participants, right? Yep. So lenders having all the visibility into where the title company is in their part of the process, when the closing date is, when are things going to come back, uh, where title companies having visibility into when lender documents are going to be ready, uh, or even very great visibility into what the lender's requirements are for the signing. There's mm -hmm. lots of PDFs yes. uh, that have lots of instructions on them. And so I really think the opportunity is to create transparency between parties where everyone has complete visibility end-to-end -end in the transaction to what is happening across you know, the dozens of yeah. different companies that are involved in that transaction. 
there's a lot of little things that you don't realize that go into a mortgage until you're so deep into it. And there's so many documents that go through, you know, little things like putting a document into the e-holder can take time, right? Um, I think that's really interesting. Um, and one of the unique characteristics really of the real estate finance industry is just there's so many little things that have to come together for things to happen. Um, and so often, you know, lenders, I feel like used to look for end-to-end -end solutions and we're seeing kind of a shift more towards individually specialized products. Um, how do you think lenders made that shift and title agents are making that shift and how, you know, we can continue towards that way and how we can kind of also have collaborations um, potentially between, you know, technologies that would never discuss otherwise? Yeah, I think that, so the real estate industry is complex and that's what underpins what I would say the fragmentation is, right? So if you think about why are there dozens of different companies that are involved? Well, it's because it's highly regulated, there's nuanced laws, there's nuances by state, county. And so with complexity came people taking on specialized roles that sort of previously were solved by humans at a company mm -hmm formed even a little industry. And so really real estate's this collection of um, many industries sort of within mm -hmm. it. And you, you start to recognize that also to solve the technology problems for those specialized nuances and use cases, you really need a specialized focus and obsession with that part of the process because of how nuanced it is. And so I think that companies are finding that the sort of end-to-end -end solutions, there's challenges with one, developing the level of depth of knowledge and expertise mm -hmm. to actually truly solve all of the problems. And then two, a lot of those end-to-end -end solutions work for a particular set of companies that you might be working with. So you mm -hmm. see lenders acquiring captive title companies, and really trying to stitch together and, you know, uh, a process where they own it end to end. But the industry will forever sort of um, have the option of, of anyone being involved. And so that's mm -hmm. where you start to say, okay, well, great. I can have a great end to end solution for 10% of my transactions, 30%, 40% of my transactions. But what about the other 70, 80, 90%? Yeah. And so that's why you end up needing these specialized solutions to these specialized problems because of the depth of complexity and the, the sheer number of sort of people that need to come together and, and it needs to work across. And so I think for all of the real estate technology industry, that means we need to be really um, focused on APIs and, and really focused on integrating systems together so that end-to-end, -end, it is a seamless sort of single experience for any individual user, but there might be a lot of different technology components that are getting plugged in along the yeah. way to make that seamless end-to-end -end experience happen. Yeah, I think it's it's really important that lenders, you know, use the tools that these LOS platforms are providing to them, um, you know, in their marketplaces and all of that. I think a lot of LOSs are doing a really great job of having that marketplace available to lenders. Mm -hmm. of all of the inter different integrations, even if it's competing with their own core product, because at the end of the day, right, we're, we're specialists in one thing, right? Um, and I think that's, that's really important to recognize is that, you know, do you want to get 
you know, something from someone who's doing a little bit of everything, or do you want to look at a product that only does one thing? Um, and I think that's, that's something that's really important. Um, and I know that something that we kind of bonded over at our conference was we both came from different industries uh, before coming into the mortgage industry. How have you seen that transition go for you? You know, what was your biggest culture shock moment coming into the mortgage industry? Um, and how, how have you seen the industry welcome you as well? Yeah, so my background's in technology. Uh, so I've been in product leadership roles, uh, building software for companies for decades. But uh, the, I've been with SnapDocs for about four years. So I've been in the real estate industry for four years. Uh, and it's funny, we kind of joke, you need a PhD in real estate. <laughs> and so the key, the key focus is really making sure that you have the connections with customers, with industry experts, and constantly talking to them to make sure that you really understand the nuances of the industry. Uh, and so I found the industry very welcoming and very happy to share those nuances, their pain points, how their process works so that we can work together to actually design meaningful solutions for them. And so definitely, you know, I think everyone would say this about the real estate industry that you're always learning, right? There's something somewhere in the transaction that, you know, is going to be new to you. And, uh, and I think the key is just making sure that you've got that constant learning mentality but it's been super exciting for me because I see so much opportunity for us to work together to actually improve the lives of everyone involved in the real estate transaction. I think a lot of people talk about it from a borrower perspective, but there's also everyone who's working behind the scenes to make that happen. And I think there's so much opportunity to actually allow individuals to focus on not just manual staring, compare repetitive tasks, but really meaningful thought-provoking, customer experience type type work. Uh, and, and I think we can marry the sort of PhD in real estate background with sort of technology to actually design solutions that, that solve those problems. Yeah. And I, I personally, you know, I came from a hospitality background and I think it's so important to have systems and products in place. You know, at the end of the day, right, you don't want your LO worrying about uh, getting an LE out, working on closing documents or anything like that, when you could have a solution that does those things automatically. If a computer can do it, you know, why not give your LO time to talk more to their clients and have, you know, address any concerns they might have with the process, educate them more. Um, and I think that's really important. At the end of the day, technology is just giving us an ability to have more human interaction. Um, yeah, totally agree. Humans to do human things. <laughs> totally agree. Um, and then I know something else that, uh, you volunteered with a group for some time, uh, about girls who code and something we really focus on as well here at Lodestar is women in STEM and how we can support them and kind of grow that next, uh, generation as well. You know, while technically I'm not STEM, we do have developers on our team and all of that. Um, how was your experience with that? And, you know, how can we kind of open the industry up for women as well? Yeah. So the mission of Girls Who Code, it's an awesome nonprofit organization. So the mission is to close the, the gender gap in technology mm-hmm. and change the image of what a programmer looks like and does, right? Mm-hmm. And so if, if anyone's in technology, you've probably noticed and felt it's very hard to actually recruit and bring on 
women to your team in technology roles. There's just less women out there to source when you're looking for technology talent. And so the data shows and the major hypothesis and focus of this organization is, hey, in order to have more women in the workforce in technology roles, we need to have more women who are getting educated in technology earlier on and are interested in that. And so what Girls Who Code does is it provides an opportunity for younger younger girls in middle school and high school to get exposed to technology with also people that they can look up to that look like them that have created careers in that space. And so my background's in technology. I got my degree in computer science and math. And so uh, people like me who know how to code basically volunteered to essentially be a teacher for an after-school class for middle school and high school girls to teach them how to code. But in a way that you can connect it to the real-world technology industry and and careers and opportunities in the space Mm -hmm. and create this safe space for girls to learn and get interested in technology with the goal of then getting more and more people into those fields and and then the workforce. And so that's also something I'm really passionate about. I mean, when I what was in college, I was I think I was one of five women in my computer science class. And so uh, pretty crazy. And, and you know, uh, we really focus on how can we have a diverse workforce at our company and then also facilitate and create these situations and opportunities for for more women, those mentorships, those resources, etc. And so. I got involved with the organization and it's so great. They provide you with some like curriculum. So you're not doing everything from scratch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's so fulfilling to see these girls who didn't know how yeah. to code before, you know, one coming to the class after school optionally and like, okay, wow, that's great. They're engaged. Yeah. They want to come. But then to the progress of actually by the end of the day, you know, being able to create, create things and then, you know, getting follow-up emails from them about, you know, looking at colleges to get into technology. So a very fulfilling experience. And the organization provides a lot of support to help you in that sort of volunteer environment. So I did this with a, a high school in Oakland, California. Yeah, it's it's always great. And especially, you know, my husband is an educator. And I know it's it's always interesting to hear about, you know, a student that was having difficulties or struggles or anything like that, kind of seeing them grow up. And getting, you know, we've got our first uh, student graduation next year and we're already planning and we're like so excited about it. Um, and I think it's it's so important to get involved at a young age. Um, and it's something that I wish I had had at a young age of just, you know, the realism of this is how you get here, right? A lot of times you see uh, just graduate college and then you'll get a job. And I think talking about the realism of it um, is really important for the next generation to see like, how do you become a women, woman leader? Um, as well. Yeah. I I mean, if you think about, I think there's a lot more classes in high school, for example, in computer science that can create more of that, that path for you. But if you don't see many people that look like you that have done that, or there's a playbook for you to follow, it's a lot harder um, for, for people to do that. And so I think programs like these create those and then generally, I don't know if you guys have, have done this, but at my last two companies, I've, I've helped create a sort of women in leadership community mm-hmm. employee resource group 
which is just another great way within the organization to create a community uh, of, of just women across the different functions to just um, one, you know, have people that they can relate to, go to, but then provide programs for skill coaching, you know, mentors, et cetera, to just um, provide resources to women to help make sure that they're successful. You know, Girls Who Code is getting them into technology and then these sort of organa- clubs, I guess, within an organization yeah. then can help women get into leadership positions by providing that community. And so I found that those are also a really great mechanism for creating that diversity within an inclusivity within an environment. Yeah, it's definitely something we're still at a, we're still under 20 employees. So we're slowly getting there. Um, but we do have a, a good amount of diversity in our leadership. And it's something that I do really enjoy about, about being at Lodestar and the support that I've received as a woman here is fantastic. Um, and I think it's especially interesting when you go to these conferences, you're seeing more of these women focused events, which is absolutely fantastic. And it's exciting. And I would encourage any woman that's going to an, a conference to attend one of those sessions, because it is nice, especially when you walk into uh, a networking event, and then you realize that you're the minority. It's kind of nice to have that moment of, oh, I'm not the minority. There's actually more here than I thought. Yeah. And that's how we met. And yeah. so it can create lasting connections with people in the industry. So it's great. Um, And then one question we always like to ask as we wrap up here on Lending Leaders is what helps you get out of bed in the morning and what gets you excited about your job? Yeah, so I am super motivated about the difference that we can make in the, the real estate industry. If you think about the process of buying a home for a person, you know, it's still the American dream to buy a home and it can be stressful, right? You don't know what's going on. It can take a long time. It's expensive and it's stressful for for you buying a home, but it's stressful for everyone else involved as well. You know, Mm -hmm. there's tons of edge cases and scenarios and things that are going to come out of left field. And so I'm motivated by being able to build technology that can actually help the industry create a perfect experience for everyone who's involved in buying a home. You know, one that it, it is transparent. You know what's going yeah. on. It's faster. It's less expensive. It's error-free. You know, you're not resending documents back and forth and, and checking the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really motivated by that difference. I mean, real estate's one of the biggest sectors of the U.S. economy, and it's, you know, still um, very much opportunity to, to bring technology to, to influence it. And it's super mm-hmm. exciting to me to be, be on that journey, really in a way that that makes everyone's lives better. Yeah. And so that's my my main reason for getting up and sort of what, what gets me excited every day. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Brianna, for joining me today. It's been an absolute pleasure being able to interview you. Um, where can people find you? Yes, so you can find me, me personally on LinkedIn, Brianna Ings. And then if you're interested in more about SnapDocs, you can, uh, go to www.snapdocs.com and learn more about what we do and the, the types of products and solutions that we bring to lenders and title companies. Well, thank you so much for joining us and uh, we'll see everyone next week. Thank you for listening to Lodestar's Lending Leaders. I'd like to give a special thanks to Brian Rieger and Elena Gardner who help us create this podcast every week. Please remember to like and subscribe the podcast wherever you listen to it. It helps us a lot. Thanks. Talk to you next week.